What do millions of Americans and four U.S. presidents have in common? They all get a better night's sleep in Bowl & Branch sheets. Their best-selling signature sheets are made with the finest, most luxurious 100% organic cotton and get softer with every wash. Right now, get 15% off your first order at B-O-L-L-A-N-D-Branch.com with promo code LUXURIOUS with free shipping, free returns, and their 30-night worry-free guarantee. Exclusions apply. See site for details. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Hate It or Love It podcast. As you guys can see, I finally have my first in-person guest, one of my best friends for like damn near how long has it been? Like I think it's been um twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah since like eight since, years. Since like twenty fourteen. That's a fucking long time. But yeah, yeah. Damn near. Say what's up to my boy Al, also known as Kodachrome Pro. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Nice to meet everyone. So today, y'all already know how we do. We're gonna get into a couple of topics. You know, me and Al. I mean, we talk all the on the phone all the time about a whole bunch of shit. Kind of like with, kind of like the episode with me and Josh. Uh, yeah, we got some topics ready, but we're not gonna be too crazy because me and him, we could honestly talk about anything for hours. So. Before we get to any of the topics, Al does, you know, he gets into some entertainment stuff, so I want him to explain what he does, how he got into it, so. Yeah, so I'm a videographer and also a video editor, also a photographer as well. I've been doing videos and photos since, I would say, 2016. I, I started taking video a lot more seriously in 2018, 2019, and I do mainly like editorial videos. Um, Cinematic, cinematic type of stuff like uh, short films. Um, I'm trying to also do a lot of like direct some short films for myself as well. So that's pretty much the content I do. I aspire to be a film director, filmmaker, even a cinematographer. So all that type of fun stuff. So if you guys want to do some type of video shoot, it don't matter what type. I do. I'm flexible with anything. Definitely hit me up and follow your boy at Kodochrome Pro. Pro that are. Did I say Dang, I messed up. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> One keep take going. Drake out here. Yes. Kodachrome.pro, and it's on Instagram. And for my personal account, it's also al.turay. So you can pick whichever story you want to tell first, but I want to get into, like, how did you get into photography and videography? Uh, uh, like, or tell it in the order of events that it happened in. Yeah, I think it will be easy if I sell it in the uh, order of events. So pretty much... Photography, well, I always been a visual. I was always, I always been into like visuals. Anytime I see a sunset, sunrise, it always just appeals to me. So, one time back when it was like eighth grade, back in twenty thirteen, mm -hmm. 
this is when I first had my iPhone 4 and I didn't I didn't really know what, what to post on Instagram how I was like I don't want to post memes I don't I didn't feel comfortable even posting a picture myself so I was standing at this on this balcony I lived in an apartment at the time and this was like summer after after um, after middle school and all that stuff and I saw this beautiful sunset and I quickly just realized like hey look this sunset is gonna go in like two seconds so why not I take a picture of it I took a picture of it and I was actually impressed with how it looked on iPhone cameras and you know well, at the time I was like oh iPhone cameras yo they're they're cut they're cutting edge technology and all that type that, of stuff so early Instagram shit everybody was impressed with iPhone cameras exactly exactly so I started posting it on Instagram I so surprisingly people started liking it so I just made it an everyday thing I just would um, take sunsets. Sometimes when my mom wakes me up at 6 a.m. to help her get ready for work, I'll take pictures of sunrises. If I see, I would say after a rainy day, a rainbow comes out of nowhere, I take pictures of that one. And even there was a point where I just wanted to play with, not necessarily with the filters. I actually wanted to like <laughs> test myself and play with, you know, just like, you know, certain edits, like uh, what you call it, exposure, contrast, saturation, all that type of stuff. So at, at that point, I was just practicing editing photos as well. So that just became an everyday thing. And then how I got into video, how I slowly migrated to video making, mm-hmm. it was around 2015, towards the end of 2015. Around that time, this is when Viners started realizing that six second videos weren't really it and you can't really tell a funny joke or like a, fun, or like a good story off of that compressed time. So um, that's when Viners started like hiring videographers and just like, actually like planning out their shots and just planning out how they're gonna like you know tell their story and stuff like that one and i would actually see like bts from like just even viners that you don't even small viners not even like people like king bash and all that type of stuff just small viners who are now really good filmmakers mm-hmm. who they just plan out their shots plan out like how they're gonna execute it to see the punchline even hire like special effects guys to like make their stuff even like pop out a lot more so once that happened i was like yo i definitely want to get a camera so once I got an actual camera, <laughs> it was a Canon T5i. And for those of you guys who don't know what that camera is, it's a good starter camera for people who want to get into photography and stuff. But it's like, you know, like pretty much the beginner level camera. So when I was, <laughs> as I thought I was going to be shooting like, you know, crazy stuff, like, you know, you know, at the time when people had like those little reflector things and you would just reflect off their face, those prisms and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen until I got a newer camera. But yeah. So I was just practicing off of that one, shooting stuff from um, just pictures of like, I don't know, shoes, my cars, and then even just shooting like small videos for even my school at the time. I remember they would like have like football games and stuff like that. I was just getting the practice of shooting small videos for them. And this is when you came to TC, right? This is, yeah, this is, oh, this is when I was in TC actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I came to TC in 2014. I started getting the videos in like 2015, 2016. So... I um yeah I just been I just it just I just been constantly been practicing and just slowly just loving both photography and videos so yeah that's okay. what it is yeah as a lot of people in our generation do we kind of always we kind of have our start at least in our generation we kind of have our start from like the Vine Instagram you know early type days like that it's kind of crazy how like those like early creators are like on doing bigger things right now i know i know you see these guys on like netflix shows and just like the different platforms even like like i said earlier just making their own stuff so it just it's crazy to see how 
how big they evolved over those years. So, yeah. Yeah, especially, I definitely got to shout out Melvin Gregg. He's been doing his thing. He, and uh, Woody McClain, too. Oh, yeah, definitely Woody McClain. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't even seen a lot of his vines back then. He was mainly a feature. He wasn't really, like, he didn't really make his own vines. He just featured on people like Splack or King Batch and all that type of stuff. So oh, okay. he was really just a feature. And then when you find, when I finally seen him on New Edition, I was like, okay, that's really... That's really admirable that you're finally taking your own steps and, you know, not just following trends. You just want to pursue what you love. So I like that. Yeah. So <coughs> now that we got the history of Al, let's get the history of our friendship, which this motherfucker tried roasting me, you know, when we first really became like we were cool like before that. But so from what I remember. When did you actually? When did you specifically move to New Jersey? I moved to New Jersey in 2014. Now, before I came to TC, I went to Overbrook High School just because around that time my dad was in the process of moving. And get this, so pretty much where my dad lived at wasn't that far from where we moved towards, and that was like what a five minute drive. So mm-hmm. we first were originally were we were originally trying to go for Timber Creek. But they said, oh, since you live in Pine Hill, that's out of our district area. So you had to go to Overbrook, a school that's like less than like two miles from TC. So I was like, what the heck? And mind you, I'm from Virginia. So we look like how schools operate in Virginia is all like on a county system. And it's like if you're like even like more than like if you're just even more than five miles from like a certain like district area, you can still go to that school. Mm-hmm. But I'll, when I came up here, I was like, bro, Overbrook and Timber Creek are right next to each other. So my dad was like, okay, fine. Just I still need you to go to school. So just go to school for that one month. <laughs> go to school for that one month. And then when we move to um, down the street, we'll transfer over to Timber Creek. So yeah, I went to Overbrook. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that nice. And that shit was garbage. It was garbage. Yeah, so we had a strict dress code system. You can't even wear stripes. That was crazy. I remember I, one time I pulled up to the school with stripes and the teacher threatened to put me in detention for that. I was like, what the hell? But uh, yeah, it was just it was crazy, man. I didn't want to get I don't want to get too much into to details about it. Hey, yeah. look, anybody that's from this area already knows if you didn't go to TC or Winslow, you basically went to a lame ass school. Mm-hmm. It it didn't matter what school you went to. The only schools that mattered were TC and Winslow. Yes. So now continuing the story, when Al did start going to TC, uh, me and him had the same um, English class. Yeah, English class, Miss Elliot. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, this is my podcast. I can say whatever the fuck I want. But um, yeah, she so, might watch it one day, and she might, you know, I know she's definitely not gonna hit you up to, you know, link up with you. It's not gonna be like that. Hey, you doubted me before, and I proved you wrong. Just like how. <laughs> Like, the next year after that. Now, like I said, me and Al, we was cool, but we weren't, like, friends, friends like that. It wasn't until next year, like, late 2014, early 2015. Wait, real quick, real quick. You kind of you kind of jumped ahead a little bit. So, actually, how... What happened between that? No, before that, how I actually... I'm not going to lie. How I acknowledged you for the first time, I'm not going to hold you, was when... um. We had a we had an old friend. I'm not gonna say his name and all that stuff, but he looks smack like childish Gambino. Oh yeah. And <laughs> I was just I, I don't know what had happened. I know I don't know if he was trying to roast you or whatever, bro. But then you're like, okay, childish Gambino. And this is funny because around that time I didn't even listen. I wasn't into music like that. But I remember I heard the worst guy by childish Gambino and Ch- Chance the Rapper, and I seen the album cover. 
And I was like, hey, yo, you do like Childish Gambino. I was, I was laughing my ass off. So I was like, yo, this guy, he type funny. I ain't going to lie. So See, that's the thing, people. See, I, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I am a very quiet person when I'm not around like my friends or whatever. But, you know, when I do speak up, people be laughing like shit. So, um, But, yeah, the next year after that, early... 2015, late 2014, I don't specifically remember when. I know it was in our sophomore year of high school. It was me, I forget who else it was. I just know it was me, you, and some other kids just chilling in the morning. Uh-huh. And we started talking about girls or whatever. And you tried to roast me saying that I couldn't get no girls. But I pulled up the motherfucking receipts and uh, I don't know how that turned into a whole friendship, but it just did. I don't know how that turned into a whole friendship either. I was just, I don't, I don't know. I thought after that, I think, I, I didn't think we was going to be cool like that after a while. But then uh, I think it really gets, I think our bond started getting better with those PS4 chats we've been having, man. But that was, that was after high school. No, nah, that was during high school. We had PS4 chats during high school? Yeah, like at, least, at least in junior year, I know that. Some, or senior year, senior year. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I know in junior year, the most is we used to hang out with each other during charger time. That I remember that. That lunchtime bullshit. Kids like, now, they won't know what that is. But yeah. yeah. Y- y'all TC kids wouldn't know about that because y'all fucked it up after we graduated. But um, yeah, so in senior year, me and Al did get closer, you know, from the PS4 chats. But also, this is when I also found out that you were in the video just like me because we both sound, found... Are signed up for Mr. Dowd's class, but I don't remember the name of the class. Video production. That's actually what the class was called. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both signed up for that video class, and that's when, you know, I found out that he was into film and that he wanted to get into that just like I did. Yes, and I found that, especially where we're from, I found that really iconic because most of the guys I was around were into sports and all that type of stuff, and I wanted to play a sport growing up, but I never had the chance to because my family was moving a lot, so I can I didn't have anyone to drop me off to practice or whatever. But then when I f- had a love for filmmaking and just like movies and TV shows, finding a friend like him who likes that type of stuff, I was like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. What type of films are you interested in? And then from there, we just you know we just ke- we just kept going and we just kept you know just bonding from there. So yeah, yeah, and. It was crazy, you know, it might have been crazy for you, because, like, in high school, I was just known as the rap guy, because, I, I mean, if y'all been a long-time fan of mine, you could see I've released a lot of mixtapes, but the thing that people always got fucked up about me is that I, my main love has always been video and film. Rap just always came second, and matter of fact, I haven't even thought about rapping lately at all, so that just goes to show that, like, you know... You really got to talk to people to really get to know them more. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure Al would have never thought I'd been in the film and video like when he first met me. Yeah, that's all it is. You just got to be open to talk to people because I feel like once you're not like everyone else, then you're just easily disqualified. But, I feel, but when you actually, you know, give people a chance and talk to them, get to know them, see what they're interested in, see like what aspires them to go forward in life, then you will eventually find that type of bond. So... I think it's just really just being open with people and giving them at least five minutes, five to ten minutes of your time to get to know them. So from there, you can decide on whether or not you want to keep hanging out with them or not. So that's what I learned. Yeah. And, you know, from there, me and Al had, you know, crazy friendship, you know, 
we both got into film stuff, so we work on a lot of things, as y'all know, you know, the hated or no, the I, I hate, hate it here podcast. Um, he filmed a couple of my music videos, took a lot of uh, <laughs> photos for me, so he's someone I know I can rely on if I want to collaborate with somebody. Appreciate that. And also, he's the reason why I went to George Mason, which a lot of people may not know, because <laughs> I was going to go to some bullshit uh, Wilmington University, which that was not no university. That small ass Delaware campus was nothing. That's community college, my guy. And just you're only paying a lot more money for that one, bro. Right. So now to get into some topics. Okay. Now. Me and Al, we talked on the phone about these topics before this episode, and one of the questions I wanted to ask him, and I told him I was going to make him wait until the podcast to ask him this. First thing I want to talk to you about, and this is something I addressed on the podcast earlier, do you feel like our generation is moving too fast? I would believe so. And you, you know what I mean when I say that, right? Yeah, just growing up too fast, I feel like they're... I feel like once they reach a certain threshold in their life, or yes, you know, you you know, what I mean, I I mm-hmm. didn't know if I said it right or not. <laughs> um, I feel like they feel like, hey, well, I can do anything now. Like I can get a house, I can get a car, I can get some girl, I can get some girl pregnant, or I can have kids or whatever. And it's like, that's good and all. That's good if you have the capability of doing that, or if you have the the mentality to deal with that one too. That's another important thing as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but. I mean, you're only 20-something years old. I feel right. like around that that total gap from 20 to 30, you should at least find yourself and find what makes you personally happy. Not what, you know, not something that you have to cross off that you believe is going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. I graduated from college. Yeah, that's a good achievement. But it's like, I mean, there's still some things I need to do that I need to personally find for myself. Not something that I feel like I have to do. I'm actually actively looking for diff- different things that make me happy rather than, you know, of course, of course, we have to go to school. Of course, we have to graduate school and all that type of stuff. That's cool. But at the same time, it's like now let me fi- have a now from the time I graduated to 30 where I should have everything established and I should have everything figured out. I should try to figure out what is it that I actively I, I have passion for. Mm-hmm. So that's something I that I feel like most of us are missing out on. And, you know. I I didn't I don't want to say no specific names, but like a lot of people that we went to school with, you know, a lot of them are especially having kids right now. And like Al said, and like I said before on the podcast, if you have the means to do it, then yeah, by all means, nobody can tell you what to do or what not to do. But I feel like just like what you said, it's also a mentality thing and ex- and an experience thing. Like maybe financially you have enough money to raise a kid, but like if you just out the gate go from high school to having a kid, I don't personally me, I don't feel like I have enough experience. I don't feel like um you know, I'm not established enough to like, you know, if say my kid gets older, they come to me for some advice, maybe something about when about being a young adult and I just went straight to being a parent and not really focusing on my young adult life and now I can't even give them that much advice about it exactly that's another thing too like are you fully set to raise another life because once you have a kid that's like your life as you know it is going to be over you're now your whole focus is going to be on that kid and that kid only yeah you don't have 
you don't have the bandwidth to even focus on yourself right now because all you're worried about right now is that young person's um that young person's well-being so that's something that's something i consider when having kids and people always say like oh you want to have kids i'm like it's not that i wouldn't it's not that i won't have kids i'm gonna have it when i'm at a good area probably when i'm 20 probably when i'm 25 probably when i'm 30 but i need to make sure i have the right mindset to have kids to raise a kid i need to make sure that i'm not going through a lot on my own so to um to the point where i can't even like think about a child myself mm-hmm. so it's a lot to consider with even with kids even with marriage man. i mean people. oh yeah marriage <laughs> and it's so and we there's a reason why a lot of marriages in america don't last <laughs> especially in our generation there's a there's a big reason yes and it's like well marriage is a lot to consider to be honest with you because it's like it's such a social contract and you know, uh, people always think that it just you know, the, just stands on love. Love is just—I mean, that's a big component of it, but that's not enough to make actual marriage work. First off, marriage is like once you sign that contract, it's like that's literally the person you're set for. I w- like, especially if you're like 20 years old, and you're you know you're trying to have fun and all that type of stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might love that person, but it's like. First off, I needed. It takes me five. It takes me like three to five years to figure out if I want to actually marry somebody. Ladies, for me, at least five. Yes. You're not getting a ring until we at least hit either four or five. Yes, and because I feel like people are gonna call me crazy for that. Well, why I say that is because one, I need. To, I need to know for sure. Like, first off, I'm not about to move forward with marriage if I have previous battles that we still haven't solved yet. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna marry somebody and they're gonna say like. Oh well, remember that one time, like two years ago, when you was with that one girl, or, or I saw you like you know talking to this one girl on your phone or whatever. It's like we need to move forward past that one before I can even consider marriage. Because marriage, once we go to marriage, that's a new chapter. We're not going back to any all that bullshit we went through in a relationship at all. So you're smiling. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about it, but like <laughs> that is some real shit. Like you should not be getting mad at me. For shit that I did back when I was in diapers, like what the fuck? Oh god! But it's not—it's not just the women that do that shit too. It's also these insecure ass dudes. Like, like if you get into a relationship, you need to make sure that like you're ready mentally. Yes. Especially marriage-wise. Like, like I said, it's not just about love. Like, you know, if you went through a bad experience with an ex or something like that, did you heal from that yet? Are you going to go into this next relationship with no judgments on this person? Mm -hmm. And I think another part about marriage that people don't think about is like, when you plan to marry that person, I hope you know everything about them. Because if you get into that relationship, then you start bitching about something about them. Like you already knew what you signed up for. That's like somebody marrying a girl that they knew used to be a hoe or a girl marrying a guy that they know used to be a fuckboy. Like, you went into this relationship and marriage knowing what they used to do, so don't bitch at them about it once you got yourself in it. Again, it's a social contract, and once you sign that contract, my guy, it's going to be hard as shit to get out of that one because, first off, I'm going to say it off rip, marriage is costly as fuck. It's, it's really expensive. First off, getting married nowadays is really expensive. I'm right now... Uh, my sister is getting married right now, and I'm hearing that it's a lot of money to just make it, like to find a venue, get food, even hire like videographers, all that type. Oh well, I guess they got that for the free, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> Damn, family members making payments out here too. Uh, we it's hard out here, 
And then imagine you marry somebody so fast and you think you love that person. And I'm not just, and you know, it's from both sides, both sides, please. But, um, and that person just completely not what you, not what you remember when you first met that person. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you going to divorce that person? I mean, yeah, you can divorce them, but I mean, once but you, then it's like a whole process having to get lawyers and shit like that. That is, if y'all want to take it that far and then guys, make sure you get that prenup. Even if you love the girl, like it's not yeah. disrespectful. It's just, you know, you both want to make sure that you have the money that y'all have. You know when it ends. <laughs> uh, nah. I mean, I would definitely get one, but yeah, of course it's gonna be a problem because you, you know, the question that's gonna be asked is, what you don't, what you don't think we're gonna last together forever? Is that what's gonna happen? You know, from my experience, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from my experience, because I literally said that, mm. and then she literally said that, and uh. then where we were literally a month later, that just shows me. Then yeah, I was right when I said get that prenup. But it, I, and to be honest with you, life happens. I mean, we can't really control what happens in life. Shit happens. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound cynical, but like anything could literally happen <coughs> at any moment. Yes. Like you guys could be the perfect couple one moment and then shit just kind of hits the fan out of nowhere. So like when I specifically me, because I know some people will say it just because, you know, bitch, you ain't getting my money. But like with me. It's not a disrespect thing. It's more just, I want to, I'm looking, actually, I'm looking out for both of us. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you're set. I want to make sure that I'm set. Yes. When this is all said and done. Because if we don't get that prenup, whoever makes less money is going to have to give up the rest. And seeing how I want to be a filmmaker, I mean, (laughs) we know who's probably going to have the less amount of money. Yes. And also, one last thing I'm going to say, divorce is never, is never peaceful. That's essentially, it's essentially you're declaring war. It's, as much as people want to make it peaceful, I see my parents try to do it when I was just a little kid. That shit doesn't work at all. Guys, watch Marriage Story. Yeah, definitely watch that one. I, I actually sit, definitely watch Marriage Story and definitely watch, have you seen Kramer versus Kramer? No. It's kind of like Marriage Story, but now it's like, well, it's essentially like Marriage Story in a way. It's pretty much um, um, a wife played by Meryl Streep. Is that how you say her name? Yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah, she divorces. I don't know her husband's name, the actor's name, but now they're in a battle between the kid and you. Don't want to have a kid involved when a divorce happens. It's just the worst thing ever. And now they're in a position, especially at a young age, they're in a position now where now they got to choose between one parent or the other. And of course, you're gonna say, "Well, you know, we're still gonna love you no matter what." Let's keep it real. That they're gonna feel some That's sort what of. They pain. All say. <laughs> they're gonna feel some type of painful way about that one so it's like again that's why it takes me a while to figure out if I wanna get married to somebody and if I wanna have kids with that person because mm-hmm. especially from my experiences I had par- like my parents were divorced and it wasn't a peaceful process but because of that I you know I don't wanna have my kid in that s- situation so yeah just marriage is like a whole process that you gotta consider but see that's that's another reason why I like to put a lot of emphasis on who you get with, especially when you have a kid, because it's like, even if y'all fall out, y'all gotta make sure that you're gonna go, like, find someone that you know you're not gonna fall out, like, in a messy way with. Yes. Y'all can still be cordial with each other. Exactly. So, yeah. And I just, like, you know, with us talking about this, this isn't like us talking down on people in our generation that wants to get married or have kids or anything like that. At the end of the day, it's your life. But I'm just saying that 
you know, you got to think, don't y'all want to take those trips? Don't you want to get that success? Don't y'all want to, you know, do all this stuff before basically you have to settle down with somebody? And when y'all make somebody, you got to take care of that person for the rest of their life. Like, I'm just saying, I want to have experiences before I can share my experiences with someone else. Exactly. I agree with that one. So... Oh yeah, Al. There, there was uh, that one thing you wanted to talk about, like playing devil's advocate, right? Yes, yes. So, how can we start off this one? <laughs> There's a lot of well, what, what was the, uh, <clears throat> what was the topic that we talked about where you wanted to talk about that way? Um. Okay, fine. <clears throat> so pretty much, I was watching this one other podcast. Um, I was actually well. I guess I can get into detail about it. It's not gonna be crazy. Yeah, go ahead. It's Wex Fieldman. Have you heard of Wex Fieldman? No. So he pretty much does a. He's a he's a podcaster, and he has a variety, a like variety of people on his podcast, from political figures to people who are really intellectual to um, you know just like I guess Instagrammers or even different podcasters and all that type of stuff, and. This one famous filmmaker named Oliver Stone, he was, he's someone who's controversial in the film, in the film industry because he makes films about uh, political leaders that we not, don't necessarily like. Because um, just the other, um, just a couple of years ago, I don't know if it was a couple of years ago, I think it was back in 2015 or some sort, he did an interview with Vladimir Putin. And of course, people are like, why are you interviewing that guy? He's completely, he's just, a, he's like a Russian Hitler, essentially. And... He said, well, one of the biggest things I feel like people fail to do is they fail to understand where that person's coming from. And now, of course, because people are going to say, like, what do you mean by I just understand? I already know he's a bad person. I mean, you don't what do you mean to say is that you don't agree with what he's doing. You don't agree with what he's doing. Understanding and agreeing are two different things. Like I can like what I mean by devil's ad, like playing the devil's advocate is I can understand where. Let's say, okay, let's use Putin, for example. Mm-hmm. I can see where he's coming from with the... Um, I, I don't want to use something too political, but I can see where he's coming from with everything in Ukraine because, you know, they're expanding over closer to their borders and all that type of stuff. It's a national security issue. Now, how he's going about doing it, I don't like that at all. You don't have to kill innocent people. You don't have to commit such atrocities and stuff like that one. So, again, I see where you're coming from, we would let's keep it real. America would do the same shit, but I don't agree with your atrocities. I don't agree with how you're handling it. So I feel like one thing that we should do is we should at least understand it from their perspective, and and okay, and say like okay, I see where you're coming from, but there's better ways to handle it aside from taking that extreme route that you that you wanted to take. So that's why I mean that's how I play devil's advocate. Which, that is a skill that a lot of people are lacking nowadays. Because, and this is stuff that me and Al talk about all the time. Because, I feel like people get mixed up agreeing and understanding people. Just just like what you said. It's just like, just because I can listen to the other person, hear out what they gotta say, and pretty much understand, that's not me agreeing with them. Like, if I sit down with somebody and they're explaining to me why they did the horrible thing they did, that's not necessarily them saying, you know, what they did was wrong or right. 
It just like, you know, I'm just telling you where my mindset was. Mm-hmm. And I can still understand it while not agreeing with it, yes. which that's that's definitely something in this generation that we lack because I've been in a couple conversations with people where they'll be like, oh, you're justifying what you said. You're justifying what you're doing. And my thing is, I'm not tr- I'm not trying to justify. I'm just telling you why I did it. I'm not necessarily saying it You're was wrong or right. Yeah. Over eight? No, I stopped and then kick back in. Okay, okay. But yeah, it's like, you know, me explaining why I did it. Unless I'm outright saying like, oh... It was right for me to do this because of this. Like, if I'm just saying I only did this because, you know, I felt this type of way about what you did. And, like, that's not justifying. That's just me explaining how I feel. And I just feel like people like to jump to, you know, that conclusion instead of just being like, okay, I'm listening and I'm understanding how you feel. Yeah, and that's the problem. It doesn't even, it doesn't even have to go, like, as wide as politics or anything like that. It's just even just simple communication. I feel like it's never a gray it's always black or white and people like to see at least like strongly opinionated people they like to see how they believe what they strongly believe as that's right no matter what i'm not gonna try to like i'm not gonna try to meet in the middle i'm not gonna try to understand it from your perspective i'm right and you should just like try to convert over to my side and conversion something i'm not about at all mm-hmm. like anytime i have an argument with somebody i try to you know i try to sit down and just hear them out for a second see what they're talking about and say, okay, I do understand where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. I see why you took some action like that one. But here's my side on that one. And here's how I would have went about doing it. Here's how here's what how I feel about it. And you know what? We don't have to agree on it. But that's exactly. how I feel about it. It not every not every discourse or every uh, confrontation has to end on it on an agreement or disagree well has to end on an agreement. You yeah, just, but just at least have the conversation with the person instead of just, like, completely writing them off. I know one person that's very controversial that me and you have talked about mm-hmm. is uh, Andrew Tate. <laughs> and now, let's get this out of the way. I heard the allegations of him, you know, I don't know if you're allowed to say it on YouTube, but, like, y'all know what I'm, y'all know the allegations because everybody knows Andrew Tate. But here's the thing about him. Now, I'm not... If he did do that stuff, then obviously he is wrong. Don't take this as me, like, agreeing with the shit that he says and does. But here's the thing. Listening to the things he says... You know... How can I put this? Listening to the things he says... And I've seen videos where they kind of explained, like, his background... I can kind of understand why he has the mentality that he has. That's not me agreeing with it, but hearing about what happened to him in his past. I think his dad was like in the military or something like that. So he obviously was a lot more hard on him, huh? Yeah, I think his dad was like very hard on him growing up. I think that's what I heard. So it's like, I mean, this is a guy who, just like what you said, very opinionated. It's like, if you don't agree with him, then fuck you. Like, that's the type of person he is. But when you grow up with, like, parents or you live in an environment where, you know, everything is kind of like that with you, like, it's my way or the highway, you're kind of going to grow into a person just like that. Yes, and even with you, with you telling me, like, okay, he grew up from, like, a military dad and everything was hard on him. Like, I didn't know about, I didn't know about Andrew Tate till June. 
I didn't know who he was at all. I was like, who's Andrew Tate? What's fresh and fit? So Oh yeah, fresh and fit, those bum yeah. ass motherfuckers. But. Yeah. But anyways, when you told me about that one, I was like, okay. I, okay, now I have some type of understanding on why he acts like the way he acts like. Now, this isn't me being an apologist. Let me be clear. This isn't me being an apologist, me justifying his actions at all. I I, I mean, I don't really know him like that to even make any judgment like on whether or not he's good or bad, to be honest with you. But, <clears throat> um, I mean, now that I know that story, it's like, okay, I see why he's acting like this. Now, with that being said, that doesn't mean take that on. Don't, that doesn't mean be a misogynist to women. Yeah. There's ways you can tell, like, you can tell people, okay, there's some things that y'all are doing wrong with, but it's like, don't make, don't demean them about it. Mm. There's a lot of better ways to talk to people, but don't just sit there and say, no, you're wrong, all y'all girls are uh, ain't shit and all that type of stuff, like, nah, that's not necessary. You don't have to bring, you don't have to bring Instagram models on your, on your podcast, make them feel bad to make yourself feel good about yourself, like, nah, it's not necessary. So, <laughs> you started mixing him up with the fresh and fit motherfuckers. Wait, but I mean, they they isn't it the same thing? Though? That is very much in the same space. But okay. Even okay. with the fresh and fit motherfuckers, um, I think I get these motherfuckers mixed up. But Myron, I think that's the light skinned dude. I think he just didn't get that much girls growing up, so now that's why he acts the way he does now. The okay. other guy, he got into a failed marriage where I heard that his wife cheated on him. Okay. So it makes sense. Like, hearing those stories... Maybe, yeah, what? maybe this is a way for them to vent. Yeah, exactly. Like, like hearing their tragic backstories with women led them to, you know, disrespecting women the way they do now. And that's not necessarily us saying you know the way they're venting is right but we can understand why they're doing what they did because one was a lame and one was and one was getting cuffed so i mean that's like, that's exactly like saying men are trash when it's like i mean let's hear your experiences with men exactly you most likely probably been in like a lot of bad relationships which is understandable of course i would like you to believe that one but let's re let's let's be clear that it's probably just those guys that you're talking to there's def I met plenty of different I've met plenty of different, you know, guys who can who I'm like, bro, why aren't you in a relationship? You are a decent person. I you any girl would be lucky to be with you. But Al, you know, getting into that conversation, we would get into like a whole runaround because they 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 get with these bad boys, then once they get fucked over, like you know a bad boy is gonna do then they say guys ain't shit, but then when the good guys come around, oh, he's not, you know, he's not as thrilling or entertaining enough. Well, look at what you said. You said bad boy. I <laughs> underline bad boy. Why do you think that person's horrible? Because he's not bad. He's not just bad towards you. He's bad in general. That's why he's like that. Mm. And I know people, I don't know, people don't like a, uh, I don't know, people don't like a kiss ass nice boy. I get that one. But it's like, you know, there's, like I said, I met I know so many people who are a decent person but still have a backbone. You just can't generalize that as okay. If that person's bad and like, or that group of people who I've been hanging out with, if they're bad, then everyone, then all, every, I'm just settled to believe that all men are bad. No, that's like me saying, okay, I had a bad experience with a, with a lot of couple women. Well, okay, all females are bad. I don't want to fuck with girls. Like, I'm not gonna come to that conclusion. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee. Give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. 
pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery and I saw the Golo commercial and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Maybe. You gotta go out and look for that right one. Exactly. Just keep. I guess it, just keep looking. But stay away from a Twitter girl, though. Because what you said remind me of this one thread I saw on Twitter, <laughs> mm-hmm. where these girls actually made like a whole thread, like, and I saw a video where one of them was testing their good guy boyfriend, trying to make him act out of character. Like they wanted him to lash out like a bad boy would. Okay. Was she recording? Yeah. I mean, okay, most likely it was most likely it was probably fake, but the responses weren't. Like a lot of girls wanted their good guy boyfriend to be the asshole. I don't see. This is why it takes me a while to decide if I want to be with certain people because if you spend your whole time recording or putting your life on social media, it's like I just can't. I personally just can't fuck with you. Like I don't. I'm not with that. I don't like people who have to put everything they do or have to prove a point by, you know, potentially exposing their significant other on social media. That's not necessary. So, question. Yes. Um, would you post your significant other a lot on social media? Not, not a lot. Not like every second. I feel, I, uh, you know. How, how would you go about it? Because, you know, it's interesting for guys to do shit like that because, you know, then other guys may try to slide in their DM or that. shit like that. Or people might stir up drama. So how you would know, you go about it? I'd probably post her. You know, I think it's like, I would say, well, even me in general, I, have, I, I post accordingly. I don't post everything, like every photo I take. There's some photos I take of myself where I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going to post that. I guess just really good moments, but I'm not gonna even. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna tag my my girl, and it's not okay. Call it if you will. Say it's an insecurity problem, whatever. But it's like there's people there's people who would actually hit up someone's girl and just say just kick into like get into their DMs and all that type of stuff. And it's like that's not necessary. I don't have, like I don't. I'm not gonna have to. I'm not gonna do all that. And I just want to have peace of mind on that one. So and it's not saying that I don't trust my my girl. It's just that. I don't trust niggas. That's it. People, they don't know how to control themselves, bro. See, you're not hiding your girl from the world. You're hiding your the world from your girl. Oh, wait, no. The other way around. Yeah. Kind of like the Drake and the baby shit. That's what I meant to say. But, yeah, you know. So, yeah, that's but, how it is. See, Al's better than me because me, I mean, maybe I'll put your initials in the bio, but I'm not posting you at all, to be honest. Like, I'll make it clear that I'm dating somebody, but, like, you know, like I said, initials in the bio or something like that but as far as like you know 
posting pictures and shit like that. Nah. I would just post it on my story because, you know, 24 hours on average and with the help of the Instagram algorithm, you know, I'll probably get like, you know, less than, I'll probably get like less than 100 views or whatever, but oh, it's that's whatever. But um, um, if I I'll just, get less than 100 views if you post your girl. OK, maybe with the help of the Instagram algorithm and how smart they are i'm probably gonna get more than 100 views yeah i was shit. about to say you know damn well you get a girl and just like youtube you put a girl yeah. in something and the views go the fuck up isn't that weird when you post something like really i don't know something really different from what you usually post then you get like 200 views out of nowhere mm-hmm. that's just crazy as hell so damn with that being said i don't even know if she i don't even know if i can post her on my story it's not safe posting her anywhere in my opinion i will post like one good photo of me and her app like i'll actually you already know i'm a photographer and i like to plan out shoots and stuff like Mm -hmm. that one if me and my girl actually like plan out a shoot and stuff like that i'll post it yeah i'll I'll post it so just to say like hey look we that good where we were planning out our own shoots i guess get on our level or some shit but yeah Hey, see, like I said, Al's a better person than me. I think also a part of why I wouldn't is just because I'm a very (laughs) private person. Like, this might be a controversial thing for women or whatever, but even when I have a baby, I don't want no pictures of my daughter or son on social media until probably like a year later, which I know it's a crazy thing to say in this generation because like as soon as you have a baby, everybody's taking pictures. They want to post it on the internet. Me... I don't want my baby anywhere on social media. Now that's interesting you would say that because it's a baby. So because I would think, okay, there's nothing, to, there's nothing else to lose with a child. Like what they're gonna do with that one. So I'm interested to know why you would, why you wouldn't post your child on social media. For multiple reasons. Okay. One, <coughs> um, it's just a baby. I don't feel like we need to have. <laughs> I don't feel like it needs to be publicized to the whole world. It yeah. shits and it cries. How much more? <laughs> how much do y'all really want to see it that much? And that's not me talking down on anybody that do post their baby a lot. I'm just saying personally, me. Yeah. But you know, I just feel like you know it's not really for anybody else to witness. This is my child. This is my experience with my child. I don't really feel like anybody else needs to witness that. Also. Despite it being a baby, I mean, you know, there's a lot of weirdos on social media that will be attracted to kids and stuff like that, that will, you know, even, you know, even people acting weird, like maybe, who knows, some random guy, you you got the girl that he always wanted, so now he's being weird, like showing your picture all around, like showing your baby's picture and shit like that, or jealous girls being like oh that should have been my kid and like stuff like that because i okay i'm not gonna say his name but you know my brother has had experiences when he had kids Mm -hmm. and seeing what he went through early in you know his time being a parent i don't want that same shit happening to me so it just it's really just a privacy thing outside of like how people act weird on the internet it really is just the fact that i don't even like showing too much about my life on social media that is true i feel like again we we have to be careful about what we post just because i well it's not even just being careful just like sometimes the world just doesn't need to see everything you do exactly so i that's why even when, when you mention a girlfriend like i'm still even going back and forth about it myself like maybe if i feel happy about it i guess i'll post it but it's like 
I don't know. It's like, I mean, that's just more of me and that other person's moment to share. Like, not to share, but that's just for us. Mm-hmm. That's just for us. We don't have to post it on social media saying, hey, look, me, me and my girl are having a good time. When low-key, we're probably having a bad time. We just, you know, want to flex for Instagram or whatever. But, yeah, I just, you know, I don't think we always have to. I, I don't think we got to make our life that, ex- not even exclusive, just that open for everyone to see. So, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's really none of their business because, hey, you know, I've gotten to arguments about that shit, like, you know, deleting pictures, but it's just like, that's really our moment. Who gives a fuck if anybody else sees it? So, mm-hmm. um, damn, there was something else I was going to bring up that kind of revolved around that. Okay. So, I also want to know. So, we talked about kids, girlfriends. Say you got famous, would you feel like posting like, who knows, siblings, cousins? Like, would you post like any family members or friends on your social media? Would you be that open? So, if I so if I when I become famous, yeah, like you like you're asking if I would post any of my siblings or just people like that went on there. Yeah, because I just want to see like I mean we know like close family we wouldn't, but like anybody else, would you really post them like that? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really post family member, family members like that now. So, okay. even if I was famous, I don't see a really a reason to post my family members like that. For one, most of my family members they're not on social media like that, and some some of my family members who are on social media they're pretty private with their life themselves. So it's like, well, for one, now I'm respecting their boundaries, and two, it's like, I mean, what a, what's the point of me posting my posting my family on there? That's a luxury I wish I could have because my family posts way too damn much. You don't know how many times I go on Facebook and I see some sexual shit that my cousin or my uncle or whatever is into. And I'm like, did y'all really need to share this for Facebook? See, that's a thing. <laughs> that's another thing I don't like. It's like, I always, like, there's shit I see on on a social media that people post. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, so y'all did all this stuff. Writing a, a bunch of, like, a long, I bet, I bet you it's a long caption, too. Writing a long caption and everything for what? For 10 likes? Yeah. If, even and I don't care if it's even a hundred likes, like those likes will like that that feeling of getting like validation from likes is gonna die within twenty four hours anyway, so Exactly. Like if you're writing essays on like shit that nobody cares about, it's like bruh, get a diary, get a journal, talk to, you know, a counselor, like social media putting your stuff on social media is not really it. See and that's why and that's why I'm not really a fan of TikTok. I'm not. I don't like the culture of TikTok because there's people I see who post literally the most over-exaggerated videos of themselves, saying my life is like this. This is how everything's going, and with just like the craziest music. And I'm like, so you're doing, quote unquote, con- you're producing content, as everyone likes to say nowadays. <laughs> We're producing content, just you know, just to explain about how bad your life is expecting people to care expecting people to comment because most the most you're gonna get out of it is a like and i don't understand why people do that when i don't even like to post my i would feel embarrassed to post like all my embarrassments on my story like that bro that's all i see on tiktok is just like girls talking about oh these people thought i was ugly in high school but now i look really good to people on the internet or like guys like oh i ain't getting no bitches back then but now i got them all like i don't know it's like, why do you guys like sharing all of that so much? If you get 
people now. I mean, just just say that to yourself or whatever. Why has that got to be content? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's like a, going back to what I said about content. Why does that have to be content? Why does that have to be something you spend <laughs> crazy, uh, crazy as it may be, thirty minutes producing? My guy, I spend hours working on a video, bro. Hours working on vi- like sh- like editing, just editing a video, man. But you do realize the difference, right? You yes. actually make real content. Yes, but people actually like go crazy. But like having like pl- like planning out how they're gonna produce content like that one, and it's not me just like you know saying like oh my content's better than yours, but it's like there are certain things again, certain things that you should post, certain things you shouldn't post, certain things that you should go out of your way doing to produce like some something like certain things you should you should go out of your way producing, certain things you just you're gonna ask yourself that was this even worth producing? So that's something I noticed. Hell about. no. Yeah. That's something I noticed about TikTok that I find a little bit. So did you ever, okay, because I know you don't really go on TikTok that much, but have you? I deleted it. Oh, okay. I deleted it. Okay, well, (laughs) before you deleted it, did you ever find a content creator on there that you would say made worthy content? No, I will say there's people. That's the one thing about TikTok I will say. It really does help stretch out everyone's creativity, especially off of like, vertical videos and off of iPhones and stuff like that one. I've definitely seen plenty of content when people where people make content out of this world, like just shooting like videos off of iPhones nowadays. Like that's just cool to see and just amazing to see how people come up with that type of stuff. Businesses nowadays figure out how to make TikTok reels now. That's that's really the reality of that's because and me firsthand I've learned that this is what most businesses are looking for. Jobs are I've been applying for. They're saying, "Oh, can you make short form content? Are you aware of how social media works in the algorithm?" I'm like, "Wow, that's crazy." So yeah, I do feel like I do. I've seen like content that's just like you know out of this world. But unfortunately, that's for me at least. I was overshadowed. That's not going to be. That's oh, that was overpowered by cringe shit that I keep seeing in these ridiculous challenges. You know, it's at the point where if I see someone put their phone on a stand, bro, I get annoyed. Oh, well, damn. I, it's a good thing I got a camera right there instead of a phone. <laughs> but um, actually, one interesting thing you did say, because, um, you know, with me and Al wanting to do, you know, film, one of the top, like, one of the things that comes up, especially with people that want to do the same thing as us, is when you tell your parents or, like, other people that that's what you want to get into, and they always say, like, that's not a real job or stuff like that. I just found it interesting how, like, you were saying these businesses are starting to focus on stuff like that. Yes, they are. So it's it's crazy that back in the day, like, our world has changed so much that back in the day it would be like, this isn't a real job. That's just a hobby they're doing. To where now, do you know how the algorithm works? Do you know how to edit videos and stuff like that? Because we, now we're in a digital era now not even an era now we're in a digital society now everyone's seeing getting information off of like uh, phones off of even like just small little reels and stuff like that well like that's how we're getting our information now and it's at the point now where hell colleges are gonna have classes on this stuff now let's believe that it's gonna happen and college classes through tiktok they will do that I, you, I hope that, I you, hope to God not because you, I can't even do Zoom. <laughs> you, you think I'm laughing, but they're gonna do that. That's what's gonna happen because again, businesses like this stuff. This is gonna be part of the economy now. I mean, 
it's not even just I'm not even just like like centering on I'm not even like focus on TikTok just any type of social media outlet now that's what businesses focus on and it's like now and of course parents now they say I don't I can't see you getting an actual job off the stuff well you know what you're not you're actually not wrong because it's hard getting a job because a lot of people do this stuff now a lot of people do this stuff it's in high demand but a lot of what they say Okay, then. one sec. All right, let me pause this. Yeah. So now back to what you were saying. Yes, I mean, businesses businesses are looking for stuff like this now, and now it's hard to get. You know, now it's like you have to, you got to know this stuff now. And parents, of course, are gonna say like, "Oh, it's hard to get a job. It's it's gonna be hard to get a job." Well, you're not wrong because, like I said, a lot of people want this stuff, and a lot of people are doing it now. So now when they see these TikTok video or these TikTok reels or Instagram reels or whatever, they're like, I want content exactly like that one. And for me as a filmmaker, it's kind of hard for me to adapt to that one because I'm so used to, like, imagine me as a filmmaker. I'm so used to watching movies horizontal and shot, you know, shot in a normal way. And, you know, we have time to like fully digest a story. Mm-hmm. Now... I gotta migrate to vertical, um, to shooting vertical, which means I gotta, like, my shots are a lot more compressed now. There's not a lot of, I can't really show off a whole setting because, you know, how can I show off a whole setting when it's just like, like 16, 16 by 9 ratio, right? I think, I guess, I don't know. Oh, wait, you're talking about um, the vertical? Yeah. I think it's 16 by 9. I whatever. Th- I thought 16. Either way, you guys know what we're talking about. Yes, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I gotta worry about that one. Now, <clears throat> and actually, before you move on, I do want to talk about how pretty much everybody is doing this content creator stuff. But the one thing I do want a lot of people to remember, especially if you're trying to get into this field, and we talked about this before, everybody's doing it, but the people that actually has real talent are going to last longer. They're going to have real longevity instead of like the trends that we see people doing nowadays. Yes, yes. And it's like... I well, I never done, I never did trends. I never wanted to follow people like that one because trends die. <laughs> That's hence why they're called trends. They're just like mm-hmm. a, they're just you know a hot topic at that small little moment. But probably in a month from now, they all die. They all die. You know the most annoying trend I start. I hate. I just absolutely hate. What? After the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock controversy, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. Of course, everybody knows this. You know how people remix those um, music or those audios saying, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And, you know, oh, there's yeah. like trap music coming out of it. I'm not going to lie. A few no, of those did make that. me laugh. Fuck a that. few of them. Just a few. Not all of them. A lot of them were stupid and I was getting tired of seeing it. Mm. That whole... Actually, I, I think I talked about this on the first episode. That whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, I'm just sick of hearing about it. It just amazes me. It ama- I was just thinking about this the other day, how... Just off of that alone, that practically blown up the internet ten times more than Russia invading Ukraine did. Yeah, that really, <laughs> that really had every media outlet by the balls. Hey, same thing that DJ Academics always says. It's more about what's entertaining. Nobody gives a fuck about a real story. Nobody gives a fuck about any of that. Just as long as it's entertaining. But it's like Russia and Ukraine, 
Oh, that's that's so sad. R.I.P. Let me repost on Instagram. Chris Rock and 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 fucking Will Smith. They'll talk about that for years. Even now, we're still talking about it. Like, why the fuck? Or not specifically us, but I'm just saying, why the fuck is that still in the news? I don't give a damn. I don't understand why. Well, I'm trying to make sense out of it. I'm trying to think about it right now. I think. Okay, let's actually. Real quick, real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Let's try to actually decipher what the like why people find that interesting. For one, I would say Will Smith. He doesn't really come off as an aggressive guy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen. Up until that very moment. I would say he's actually a bitch, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. A likable bitch. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, at that very moment, at I, you know, I think at that very moment when he did it, he felt like he was really proving something. He felt like he was a man of some sort. Because Will Smith, he said, you know, when I was a kid, I felt like I didn't really do much. You know, how he even said how he was terrified of t- uh, Tupac and all that. <laughs> I was a lot Actually, of, let me not laugh because apparently a lot of people were terrified of him back then. Okay, and then how? I don't. I don't want to even get on too deep on that one. The entanglement shit, all that stuff. I think at that moment, at that very moment, Bitch. anyways, <laughs> at that very moment when he he felt like he actually stood up for himself right there, and and then that was short lived when you know pretty much everyone was just like why wow man you really did that it was a joke man and you know, it's uh-huh. it's just it is crazy to, to like really think about <coughs> that. his whole life he's been pushed around scared of people and all that mm-hmm. the moment where he says that you know he finally stood up for himself is the moment when a lot of people started turning their back on him because he finally stood up for himself. Ain't that kind of weird? Like, it's almost just like how in normal life, like, everybody will make you the butt of the joke. People, and it's not even just a joke. Like, people will be going personally in on someone. And then once they finally say that slick comment back or once they finally, you know, touch the person that's been messing with them. You went too far. You're, you're all you're of a sudden the bad guy. You're the worst of the worst. You're less than zero. I, I'll, I'll give Will Smith that. Like, that, the reaction to what he did, I can understand the reaction, but it's also like you guys also got to know his background. There is that. And also, I'm going I'm to be on the supportive side with everyone else, though. <sighs> When you're, this is all going to lead back to being black in America. When you're black in America, you always have to put on a certain good example. You can't show off because every in this country, people look for that bad ghetto side that you have. Mm. They see that in every black person, whether you like it or not. They 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 see that. And when Will Smith when Will Smith showed that off at that moment, they're like. Oh man, I thought he was better. And I'd the crazy have... thing is, everybody lashes out, but yes. only black people gets held for years on that shit if they lash out. It's hard being black in this country because again, you gotta be at that. You always gotta do a thousand percent. You always gotta show that you're better and you weren't. 
and they were wrong for enslaving us like you gotta just you gotta constantly do better and that's such a hard thing that's such a hard um <clears throat> that's such a hard burden for us to carry it's basically like we gotta keep being the bigger person which and, at, at a certain point you kind of just get tired of it and you kind of just want to be like so when are you going to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm, exactly so yeah again see you know, understanding the understanding the situation, and then on top of that, you know, it goes full circle. Yeah, but you bringing up, you know, being black. Um, I also want to bring up something we talked about before: um, power. Yes, and how they did not get nominated at all. So that it it just it's crazy because power has been out since 2014, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, how can I how can I go how can I describe this? It's just like it's it has a compelling story like you like we talked about the other day. It's real. It's what's anyone can argue with me about this. I feel like power is really what brought stars stars a premium channel back on the grid. It ain't even an argument. There would be no P Valley. There would not be any of these other popular shows. Hell, there wouldn't even be a power universe if it wasn't for the original power stars would still just be known as the movie channel i would when i first watched when i first watched power again this is when my dad had stars and i'll just watch and i would i only watch stars for movies just any movie in general mm-hmm. and i heard about power on their on the commercials and stuff like that one and i always like watching <clears throat> like um shows about you know a black person being successful and seeing how they how they got to that successful area and you know that's what this was also around the time when empire came out and you know that's oh, you know <laughs> the comparisons between those shows. all that all that silly shit but aside from that aside from that um yeah so when i first seen the show i was like okay this guy's rich i like i like seeing rich black people on tv that's cool that's cool but then when i see how he went how he went about doing it and on top of and on top of that how he's actually trying to get out of that life but he's once you're in by the way just to make the long story short just to make just uh give us a little synopsis about power Pretty much is about a kingpin drug lord named Go, who essentially finally gets what he wants, and he's pretty much in the successful life. And he wants to move away from it, but he's surrounded by people who say, "Hey, look, you're better than like you're better than all those drug lords who were either in, who either either been in jailed, who either went to jail or who have died. So why quit that now?" But Go see. He's like, no, like we. That's our hustle. Now let's move forward. For, let's move forward to an actual like good thing. So, mm-hmm. I like just seeing that story was really interesting because it's like, for one, once you were in the drug game, you're always in the drug game. You never leave for shit. And also, I'm just. It's like it's just crazy seeing how this guy is constantly being thrown back in the drug game. How he's moving at it in a legitimate way, but it just people around and keep pushing it back in there. And even his son, we all know. You, if for those of you guys who seen Power, bitch ass Tariq. Exactly. Pretty much. Um, <clears throat> this brought him back there too. Like it's just a lot of shit that goes on in that story that I feel like doesn't get a lot of credit. And how it's executed too, too by Courtney Kemp, really nice. And I just like how they progress the story how you said there was like certain el- like symbolic elements behind it too that mm. you know she had to explain to like her her little interviews and stuff like that one that we see, didn't see i think i think one of the things that holds power back in people's <coughs> eyes is is that it's a black show i mean primarily black show even though it, it's very a, a very diverse cast mm-hmm. 
it's because it's about a drug dealer. But one thing I talked about with Al is why when, you know, why when white shows like The Sopranos is about drug dealers, crime, mob bosses, why do they get, you know, that look like getting nominations, winning awards, people going on night like, like night shows and shit like that. But Power, which is a predominantly black show, don't get that same love, even though it's essentially the same thing. And the thing that people get fucked up about Power is yes, it is taking place in a drug dealer's world, but essentially the main draw of the show is the characters themselves, like showing how these horrible people are very understandable. See, it's, everything is going full circle. That's what makes that's what makes especially characters like Ghost so good. It's like he, on paper he's a horrible fucking person, but in the show you understand him. Tommy, we would all hate him in real life, but on the show he's lovable. He's a fan favorite. But it's not it's not necessarily the setting of the drug world. It's more just we're taking a character study into these people that inhabit it. You know what's funny? People say that Ghost is people say that Ghost is uh a lot more terrible or just about the same amount of bad as Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. <laughs> I never finished The Sopranos. He did, so explain. Well, first off, Tony Soprano, he, like, there's situations where he gets back at people for doing bad things, but at the same time, he's no different. He does at least worse than those people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a situation where um, <clears throat> he ended up killing a guy for... Um, for um being a for just being ultimately a bad person and he you know he killed a, an animal he he killed um yeah fuck it he killed um a, a stripper and it's like i mean you practically did the same thing you did the same thing as well i mean what makes you any better and that that kind of makes me think about ghost a little bit because even within the show a lot of people around him say that he does horrible things but when you look into why he do those things, at the end of the day, he is kind of looking out for everybody in those situations. Like, one of the things he did that I remember a lot of people say that was a horrible thing he did. Um, okay, spoilers. You already know. In season five of uh, Power, remember when him and Tasha went to that support group for, like, parents that lost their kids? Yeah. And one of them said they lost you know, one of them to a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Ghost went to that specific person and killed him. And it's like everybody, you know, was calling him out, saying that he was a bad person for it. But not only was it him kind of feeling like he was taking control of, I finally got back at the person that killed my daughter, but it was also like, you know, him somewhat playing a vigilante for that other family that lost their kid. Yes. So it's like what he did was wrong, but you can understand the action behind it. Exactly. And it's like, with Tony Soprano, he's just doing bad just because... <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, he's kind of a dictator in a way. If not a self, a little bit of a conscious, a subconscious dictator, but he's still a dictator. Mm-hmm. Like, there is... And if you... And, of course, one of the main elements about the Sopranos is really the therapy sessions that he has with um, Dr. Jennifer Melfi. He, of course, he's learning to like manage that and be a better person, but ultimately, I mean, little development changed from that one. He's still doing bad. And Ghost, at least when he does commit these atrocities, it's like he's doing it for an actual 
like understandable reason. Mm-hmm. So when people say that you know Tony and Ghost are exactly the same, absolutely not. I don't think that. Now with that being now moving forward with power, one of the things that just got that got me pissed. I'm not gonna lie was finding out that Raising Canaan, a show that has really great cinematography, really great characters, actors who deliver really well, <clears throat> and an interesting story that talks about uh, iconic anti-hero Kanan mm-hmm. got no nominations and you want to know an interesting thing now real quick real quick before it because people are going to say well the NAACP gave them a nomination yeah they got yeah they did but it's like I mean this show is at a high budget a lot of good people and it's like how come it's not how come it's not like on getting uh, the nominations that Euphoria is getting but yeah okay I was just going to say real quick okay um the interesting thing is, you know, we're talking about the Sopranos and how they're able to get awards, but Power isn't. Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, I've heard from Courtney Kemp and Sasha Penn. That's the showrunner, right? Yeah. Yeah. They said that, that Raising Canaan is heavily inspired by the Sopranos. They were even, before they even called it Raising Canaan, they were going to make a title, you know, based on the Sopranos. So it's crazy how... You know, The Sopranos is able to be successful, but a black show that essentially gets a lot of elements from The Sopranos isn't seeing that much success as the other show. Exactly. You find it funny that the lady who was in Marriage Story and who was in uh, Euphoria got a nomination? That shit, yo, that shit sent me because all she had to do was be weird. All she had to do was be weird and mysterious. Wasn't the girl only in like two episodes? Yeah. Two episodes. And she didn't even put on that big of a performance. So how she got it, but actors like Patina Miller or Makai uh, Curtis didn't even get one nomination. Mind you, Patina Miller, she uh, she she's been doing theater for the longest. Mm-hmm. She's been doing theater for the longest, and if you hear how she sounds in real life, it's completely different from how she sounds, or how um, she sounds when she plays rock. And Kanan, or not Kanan, Makai Curtis, right? That's his name. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ironically, that's Fifty Cent's last name, right? Oh no, not Curtis. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Wait, wait. Curtis Jackson. That's his. That's Fifty Cent's actual name. I, I'm just. You can keep talking. I'm just trying to make sure that is his last name. Tell you this, but anyway, okay, yeah, yeah, confirm that. But uh, which McCall? Oh yeah, that is crazy. Yes, yes. How we, they pretty much they clicked from the first time they met, and they were just like going over like how to talk, their vernaculars, how to sound. I noticed in this season, Cadence or. Makai sounds a lot more like Kanan, or if not, like just like 50 Cent in general. Even mm-hmm. just making the face gestures and everything like that. So, you can tell like they put in the time and they actually like they actually truly care about making this uh, as authentic as possible. And this isn't me saying, oh, Euphoria doesn't deserve shit at all. No, no, no. These guys, everyone at Euphoria, they did their part. They, I mean, there are certain episodes where I was just like, I would watch it again and again. That's really amazing how they shot it and how these actors and actresses took it seriously but it's like i mean give credit where it's due raising canaan was a was also is a really is a really good show and people watch it all the time people talk about it now mm-hmm. so it's like what's up with that like why come we're not get, getting awards for how come they're not getting awards or stuff and it's crazy because at one point power was literally the second highest uh popular under game of thrones yeah premium network cable show under game <coughs> of thrones so why they're not getting the same amount of love as these other shows and that's not taking away from euphoria because euphoria is an amazing show it just you know we gotta we gotta recognize you know talent here like the power universe 
has a bunch of talented filmmakers, uh, showrunners, actors all across the board. So the fact that none of them, not even Tommy, not even Tommy, like not even Tommy got anything. That's fucking crazy. And of course, and I know people are gonna say, no, it's not a race thing. What the hell you expect us to think then? Exactly. I don't like to pull out the race card. I actually don't. I really don't. But it's like, I mean, it's made or power. That show is powered by a bunch of like, well known or not well known, but you know, really, really creative black, black creatives, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just it it just goes un- unacknowledged. So it's like. The fact what, that the fact that Courtney Kemp's show brought back a whole premium network with the second highest premium network show, and she said in an interview that she would go to like you know parties with other showrunners and they would be like, "Oh, don't you have that one show on Stars? I forget the name Jeez. of it." It's like really, damn, all that this woman did, and you guys just be like, "Didn't you make that one show? What is it called again?" Like, didn't you make that one show? Like she made a show back. Made. In- I like how they said made that one show. Like like she made like she made the show back in like the two thousands and nobody oh, talks God. about it anymore. Like, like I got canceled or something, nah. Right. So Undervaluing yeah. Her and shit. Award shows, y'all need to look into that, but I mean I might be in the minority right here, but I feel like we need to stop relying on these award shows and probably start making our own. Award shows are corny to be honest with you. They try too hard. By, by that, what you mean? I don't know. These gags they like to have. Um, how? It's just a bunch of shit that they do. That just like I don't want to watch. I just want to know. Okay, they got their award. That's cool. I don't need to hear the jokes. I don't need to see the stupid skits they have. But see, you gotta think about the people who's running them. <laughs> That's why I say I feel like people need to start coming up with their own award shows. Cut the bullshit. Let's just give people really what they want to see and stop coming up with all these corny ass jokes and gags and having these horrible performances that nobody wants to see. BT Awards, but yeah. Um, even MTV Movie Awards, even MTV Awards, shit, I don't care. Bro, the last MTV Awards that was actually good was when Kanye announced that he was going to be president. <laughs> that was yep. the last good awards. <laughs> Everything after that is just some bullshit before, even, before and after, yeah. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Add Kanye to your award show. That, that will make it 10 times better I, I guess so that's how it works but um so oh, dang we we already had an hour and 14 minutes so um i guess we about to wrap it up here al you know let people know is there any like upcoming projects you're planning on working on that you want to share any upcoming projects i'm working on right now i can't really share some right now just because you know it just I rather well one I rather surprise y'all with it too. Mm. It's not really confirmed yet, so I can't really share. Just know there are a lot of good products that I have working on that I have coming up soon and soon in the, in the nearby future. So yeah, keep a lookout for that one. And before we head out, plug your socials, shout out anybody you want to shout out. Go ahead. Yes, please follow me on Instagram. My my name again is Kodochrome Pro. And my personal uh, Instagram name is Al.Ture. And, yeah, it should be all good, man. All right, so thanks for being on the show, my guy. Thank the you. first in-person guest. Sainir mm-hmm. is controlling the second camera. I hope to get him on mm-hmm. at some point. Would you? Who, me? Yes, motherfucker. You There's might the well only Sainir I know. You might as well get in here. Sainir, what the come fuck? Come in, come in. Yeah, come in, come in. Show, show him, show him. 
where I'm at. Fun fact, fun fact, he's using my camera. Yeah, fun fact, he loves Javier. All right, so with all that being said, it's your boy Tevin Jameer signing out of the Hate It or Love It podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Sarah discovered Chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah. Woohoo! Often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino-style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.